0: What is up, everybody, and welcome to Mysteries with Mommies. I am your host, Angie Thompson, and with me is my beautiful co-host, Kristen Baki. Kristen, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fantastic. I, or this weekend, learned that I'm going to be an aunt again, and we are finally getting a little girl in the family, so I'm very, very, very excited for this.
0: Oh, yeah, do you have all boys in the family?
1: Yes, it's my son and then my two nephews, so she will be the first girl, so she is going to be spoiled, crazy rotten. We already went um, shopping this weekend to go and get lots of little girl headbands and glittery shoes and glittery outfits.
0: Yeah, you know, I was the only girl. Um, So did you,
1: did you, but you had a
0: lot of of,
1: attention?
0: Oh, I was so the favorite.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. I was the second youngest. Or no, actually, I wasn't because my. Well, I guess Rick and Mike were born after me, but I was spoiled like I was the youngest.
1: Yeah. Well, she'll be the baby, the baby of the family, obviously, and the only girl. I mean, obviously, I'm not having any more children. um. So this will be really exciting. She's due in April. So I'm really excited.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. So. Yeah, she's gonna. Oh, she's gonna have the time of her life. It was wonderful. She'll never get in trouble.
1: Ever, ever.
0: Nope. <laughs> no matter what she does to those boys, she will never get in trouble.
1: Nope, I agree. And,
0: so, your, and your your son had a birthday as well, right? I'm he saying. did. He turned,
1: he turned the big nineteen, so oh. got all kinds of all kinds of things to celebrate this weekend. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, happy how about birthday you? Oh, I didn't have anything to celebrate. Celebrated the yeah. end of the book fair. That was about that was a it.
1: Celebration.
0: <laughs> that is a celebration. Yes. Um, nope. Uh, like I was telling you earlier, major mom fail. I didn't realize until yesterday that my kids are off tomorrow. So I uh, got nothing to do with them. Except I have to take the day off. Uh, I'm not real sad about it.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, I doubt that you're, I doubt that you're bothered by that.
0: I'm not, I'm not very bothered by it, but I usually plan a little bit more um, as far as what my children will be doing, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah,
1: life happens.
0: Life happens, and I did get their, their uh, book character Pumpkins in on time, so that's a win. Oh.
1: Yeah. That sounds fun. I love pumpkins.
0: Yeah. So um, there's one win, one loss. So it evens out. I did have to bribe them, though, if they, because they are here, you know, usually we record this when the boys aren't here. They are here, and I bribe them to not bother me while we're doing this, while we're recording. So, <laughs> so we're
1: going not... to get it done. That way they've um, followed through with their end of the bargain.
0: Yes, they. Um, I'm not above bribing my children to get what I need to get done. Um, I think it's an important thing to learn in life
1: <laughs> that you can be bought,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Everyone has a price. <laughs> Everyone
1: has a price. Um, is your g- kid's price Roblox?
0: <laughs> Ro- it Roblox,
1: Robux. Oh. it's Robux, right? Roblox, Robux. Robux. Yes.
0: yes. Um, sometimes I should know be-
1: because i that's what I bribe my beautiful bonus babies with, but I always mess up the name.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, they'll, they'll tell you, too. Uh, no, that's not the deal. This um, this time, one of their favorite places to go is a place um, called Andy B's. It's kind of like Dave and Buster's, where you mm-hmm. go and you spend, you know, hundreds of dollars on arcade <laughs> games, <laughs> get tickets, and then, you know, get you end it. Yeah.
1: Or a dollar store toy.
0: Yeah. So, um, but tomorrow is half price Mondays. So I told them if they're good, we'll go for half price Monday. Of course, their first question was, well, how much money?
1: It depends on, on their level of, of goodness.
0: Well, that's what I said. Sorry. Appropriate
1: choices. Children are not good or bad. They are either appropriate or inappropriate.
0: Yeah. They're appropriate choices. Appropriate choices. So we'll see. Um, so, yeah, hopefully hopefully all will go well. And if you hear me yell, just randomly yelling, auntie bees," that they came in. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, that's what that is. It's me just reminding them of, of the bargain. So I'm a little disappointed. I had originally wanted to surprise you tonight uh, when we turned our videos on. Um, first of all, I was hoping we would be recording for a YouTube channel, for a new YouTube channel. But yeah. uh, it wasn't happening tonight. <laughs> I didn't want to scare our listeners away.
1: You know, yeah. I'm actually glad you said that because I am just not feeling very photogenic. Not that I ever do, but I'm not really feeling the photogenic today. So
0: yeah, it's really a little.
1: I'm really glad that you also were not. We'll get there though. We'll get there we'll get,
0: next time. Um, Yeah,
1: on a less less crazy busy weekend, we will get there.
0: Yes, but I wanted to surprise you because I actually ordered um, our first round of merch.
1: Oh, so
0: I wanted to wear it to show you. Yeah, I am
1: so excited.
0: So it was supposed to be here. uh, Well, I got some of it yesterday, um, but our T-shirts didn't come, so it'll have to wait our unveiling of the merch and so we'll see how it goes and then maybe we'll we'll open it up for people to buy. Um I did get some hats made um for two of my friends that um well I say they're my friends, we're kind of friends. We're in a group. Um I've mentioned the only podcast I listen to is True Crime and Cocktails. And I've been listening to them and ever since their first season, um when they first started they mentioned all they want is hats. Oh my God. A nice hat, not money, not sponsorship, just a nice hat. So I thought it would be an appropriate gift as a thank you for creating the loving, supportive environment of the True Crew, which I know we have several listeners from the True Crew um, that listen to this to send them a nice hat.
1: That is so cool. I love it. Well, I'm super excited because I will be wearing that everywhere I go.
0: Yeah, so, and of course, I uh, I got one for our number one listeners, co-number one listeners, Hillary and Julie.
1: I was just about to say.
0: <laughs> 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 you know, they're going to get the, the first round of merch as well.
1: Now, did you tell Lacey that she had to listen because I was going on and on about how much I loved her last time?
0: She actually listened to that episode. I told her I gave okay, her a okay, shout yeah, out. To make sure
1: that she knows how much I love and miss her.
0: She, well, she's a little offended that you took her hot girl status away after yeah. I told her she didn't listen. So well, um, she can easily earn it back.
1: Now that she's listened, she is back to that hot girl status.
0: Well, let me tell you, uh, I showed her a picture of the shirts that I was about to order, and she said she would buy one, so I did order her oh, one Oh, well, well, then
1: she's at double hot girl status. <laughs> she got she'll, HDS times two.
0: Well, she'll be glad to hear that. <laughs> I still don't know if she's going to listen to any more episodes. Oh, she but,
1: get her fittest into her, her busy schedule.
0: Ah, uh, well, she is pretty busy, <laughs> but we'll see. Um. <laughs> that's yeah, funny. So that, I love that's, that. yes that is our updates for, for all of our merch so we'll let people know when that drops to the general public if anyone wants to buy that stuff um we'll see it's not anything big i just want a t-shirt for myself and figured a few other people might as well so
1: yeah well i know that i do i would also really love a hat i'm all about that life
0: i got you Um, I'll get you a hat too. The hats actually, I wasn't sure that I put them on trucker hats and it actually turned out really, really cute. So
1: yeah, it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited.
0: So, um, yeah, we'll see my first go around at, at merch design. Might have to hire someone for that, but we'll see. So let's go ahead because we know I'm on borrowed time.
1: Yes, you are. Let's get this done, girl.
0: Let's I'm get excited. this done. I'm ready.
1: I am ready to learn about who is missing.
0: We, Yeah, this one. Well, you picked Montana, and we weren't really sure what we'd find out over in Well, Montana. I had an
1: idea, but I don't know that it's appropriate to say.
0: It wasn't. Um, it actually wasn't. <laughs> Montana was actually really hard. Um, I was yeah, kind of yeah. jumping around. It was. I was jumping around, looking at Montana, and... Then I found one in oh, South Dakota, I think it was, um, that was really interesting. And I kept going back and forth. And then I finally settled on this one tonight for Montana. But the major theme, basically, in that area of the country is missing Native American women. Oh. And even though they're a very small group, Percentage of the population, they actually have one of the highest um, missing and murder rates in the country.
1: Which case was it? Which state was it that we were doing where we had um, also run into, was it Oklahoma? It was Washington. Washington. Washington that we had run into that there was a high population that went missing and that remained unsolved. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's the, it's basically the general theme up along that northern, like Canadian border, into that area of the West, like Montana, Wyoming, um, the Dakotas, Utah. Um, I mean, even in anywhere there's Indian reservations, and one of the common denominators in that was actually a lot of women go missing where there's major pipelines. Really? Yeah, because you get uh, people, you know, these outside workers, they come into town temporarily to work on these pipelines. And they come in and, you know, will attack these women. And then, you know, they move out. And there's actually, I was reading about, I think it was the other case I was looking at um, from South Dakota, but, there's a lot of gray area between, like, who has, um, uh, like, kind of control of the area. Like, is it, like, the tribal authorities or if it's, like, the state authorities or the FBI or, you know, whatever. Um, but there was actually a law saying that if it was someone that was not a member of the tribe, tribal police could not arrest that person. Really. Yeah, they had no jurisdiction. Uh, so they had to turn it over to the local their local law enforcement. Yeah, and usually by that time all that, you know, red tape was crossed, that person was usually, you know, out of town by then.
1: Mm. Well, that's very disturbing and alarming.
0: Yeah, it is, um, especially. I mean, this day and age, even. Um, so a lot of so that was a lot of the cases, and it was hard to pick one because there's just no information about it. Because, unfortunately, it's just kind of like nobody cares. And when I say no one cares, I mean you know there are uh, there's a, a section of the FBI, like a branch of the FBI, that. I guess, is Indian Affairs or Native American Affairs, excuse me, um, Native American Affairs. It, it was kind of confusing. They just had all these like different letters for different, you know, mm-hmm. um, people that had different jurisdictions. But essentially, these women, you know, they just kind of get overlooked. And there is a documentary. Or maybe it was an NBC like Dateline and it's called um, Missing and Murdered in Montana. And it's actually about three teenage girls um, who all go missing and then they find out they've been murdered. Uh, That's
1: so tragic and disgusting. It is. And And I did not.
0: Yeah, I didn't pick any of those just because, you know, as a mom, anything dealing with.
1: Yeah, with a child, it's even but, that much more difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I, I I wasn't able to go there. Um, but that's a common denominator amongst this whole area, which is really sad. So hopefully by continuing to do some of these cases, you know, to open some people's eyes a little bit. Um, because unfortunately, a lot of these women end up, you know, Missing, or they their bodies turn up eventually. And one thing that's been really big is um, in that area, and again along the pipeline regions, is sex trafficking. So for this yeah. case, we kind of have to yeah. keep that in the back of our mind. Yeah, especially being so close to a border, being so close to the Canadian border, just getting them out of the country, and then having some time to figure out what they're going to
1: mm-hmm
0: so um but tonight we're going to talk about Jermaine charlotte germaine charlotte Charlo was born april 23rd 1995 to jennifer Morjo and sean Char- charlotte in dixon montana um she lived in dixon her whole life pretty much um she Lived, I mean, she kind of bounced around. She lived mostly with her grandmother, Vicki. Uh, she was very close to her great-grandparents as well. Um, also, her aunt. Um, just like a, a very tight-knit family, especially with her, her grandparents when she was younger. Um, she grew up on, Dixon is a very small town in Montana. Um very few people. She had a really close friend all growing up, and when she was 14, her best friend moved away. And a man named, or he was a kid then, a kid named Michael de France moved in with his family right down the street. So when Jermaine met michael she was 14 and he is actually going to um be the main other main character tonight okay Uh, Okay. so he had been in her life uh since she was 14 when she was 19 her first son was born Uh, michael was the father or is the father her second son was born a Year and a half later, Michael, also the father, and she actually moved out of her house into a um a trailer with Michael on his parents' property. And her family was not happy about that. Her family didn't like Michael. Okay.
1: So she's got two babies with him, and then she moves in with him.
0: Well, she moved in with him before that. Before the two she babies? She was came. young. Yeah, she was like 17. She was uh, not even graduated high school when she moved in.
1: Well, I could see as a parent where I wouldn't be happy about that either. To not have graduated from high school and be moving in with anybody.
0: Oh, yeah, no, that that would not be happening. Yeah. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. I'd be dragging you home. (laughs) <laughs> and locking you in a room sure would so um a lot of this information goes chronologically and a lot of it comes or coincides with her facebook her facebook page is still up and it goes way back to when she was a teenager
1: wow like She's 13 20, 14 20
0: that long? yeah um, okay so, and it's really interesting to see because you can kind of see her going from, like, you know, kind of happy teenager to real, like, angry, angsty teenager. I mean, we've all been there. Yeah. Like, you can see, um, you know, just kind of how it follows. I mean, basically, it's like reliving your own teenage years. Pretty much. And then you see when she um, has her kids, you know, and she just, I'm completely in love with her kids. All of her Facebook pages are pretty much of her kids. Either, you know, like selfies of her kids for her, pro, or selfies of her for her profile picture or pictures of her kids. Yeah. Uh, it's basically what it is. Uh, The relationship between her and Michael was not a good one. There's a few pictures on her Facebook that show them, you know, happy couple. They're together. There's one. um, Their first son was born on uh, Michael's birthday.
1: That's cool.
0: And Yeah, so there's a nice post where it's, you know, like, happy birthday to the, you know, person I love and blah, 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 blah.
1: Aww. And our son, he
0: was born on his birthday. Yeah, that's
1: um, sweet.
0: Well, it is, except.
1: I um, so think Michael might be the bad guy.
0: <laughs> well, let me get let me get to that.
1: Okay, sorry, sorry, I'm jumping ahead.
0: Okay, so. Um, so there was a lot of calls to the police in their relationship first one being reported was, or that they have down, was on April 13th, 2013, and Michael was arrested for domestic violence. Mm. Uh, Jermaine said that he held her on the hood of a van, hit her four times, threw her on the ground, and spat on her.
1: Oh, my. he spit on her?
0: Yeah. Now, Michael says that he hit her three times once because oh, that's the time
1: is that yeah three times is okay to do to a woman but just not four. Got it.
0: Yeah, and um he said it was three first with his open hand and the last two with his fist. It was actually his second arrest for domestic violence. And the way the law works up there is that he had to pay a fine, he had to spend a day in jail. He had to give up firearms for a year, which that's going to come back later in the story. And then um, 40 hours of domestic violence treatment. You know, like the classes that he had.
1: To yeah, to. I don't trust that. I did not trust the domestic violence treatment. Have I told you about that? I knew someone who had to go through those and said, what a joke it was because all that they do is sit around in there and laugh and share stories about the women they've abused, like negatively, like it's, it's almost like a support group to negatively, like portray these women and make it like they were deserving of what happened to them. So I think those are BS, but go ahead.
0: You know, and the, there was another podcast I was listening to and, and the lady was talking to the guy who led the group that I don't know if it was the exact one that Michael went to, but it was the same group. Mm-hmm. And he basically, he didn't say that, but he basically said it was a joke.
1: Oh, yeah, it absolutely, absolutely. It's like these men show up for, you know, what they're, whatever it is that they're assigned to do or tasked with doing, but it's not anything that's, I can't talk, rehabilitative for them or anything that gets them to think of like, actually what they did that was wrong, why they did it, like how to work through that anger management. And and it's nothing like that. It's just like, you know, good old boys sitting around, you know, and just like bragging about, why they're there, what they've done to get there. Um, The person that I know that had to go through that said that women were spoken about in derogatory manners as far as like, you know, being referred to as bitches, um, among some other names. So it's like I envision it to be just like these men with these domestic violence problems who are just feeding off of one another. And thinking that what they did was like justified because somebody else is there, you know, with the same story, like bragging and and like, oh, yeah, well, let me tell you what I did kind of, you know, kind of thing, making like it's normal and that it's okay to do that. So, sorry, that just like re-traumatized me from, from what I learned about it whenever I knew someone that went through that.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't, yeah. If it's 40 hours, I just say 40 days in jail. Let's see. Something. Mm. Um, yeah, but I completely agree with that. Um, so, yeah, so that was his second arrest. And then about a year later, and it was around June or July of 2014, Jermaine and Michael were arguing at her aunt's house at this point they were still living um in the trailer on his property um so they're arguing and her aunt intervenes and michael just throws her aunt to the ground oh so um there weren't any charges filed Uh, i think they called the police but there weren't any charges filed at that point um but you can kind of see it escalating there.
1: Well, and he, yeah, he obviously has a pattern of behavior. He gets angry yeah. or sad, and that's how he, you know, he projects his anger in that unhealthy
0: way. <laughs> yeah. So in, on November 28th, 2014, um, Jermaine called the cops after another argument. Michael had taken her phone, dropped it in water, and broke it. And this is significant because apparently you can be arrested um, for this if it's, if the person is in the process of calling 911 for help. Oh.
1: So he did it as she was calling 911? Uh, I believe
0: so, yes. That's what it seemed like when I was um, looking at it. However, the responding officer said it was a civil matter, not a criminal matter, so he didn't get arrested or charged with anything.
1: But but she was already in the process of calling nine one one for something else, right?
0: Um, well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's
1: <laughs> that sounds it crazy was... to me though. Like if you're in the process of calling nine one one for something that he's doing to you, and then he also takes your phone and puts it in. The water to destroy it. Like, I just feel like there has to be something there, but okay. Um,
0: yeah. So we can definitely see that there is a history of violence in that relationship. Again, one of the reasons why her family didn't like him, but you know, being in a relationship like that, I know a lot of people think, well, if he's going to treat her like that, why would she stay? But, you know, when you're in a relationship like that and you love somebody, it's not easy just to walk away. You know, it's you not know when you have you two kids
1: circumstances that were financial circumstances play a factor. Being a single mom could play a factor. Like there's a lot of things that can prevent someone from having that courage. Um to say like enough is enough.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot to to think about with all of that. So um, so after that, you know, the things just continue as usual pretty much. Um, in April of twenty seventeen, Jermaine started a new job. In the Tribal Forest Services as a tree planter, she was very excited about that, you know, kind of saw that as like a new beginning, a new career, um, a new start. So she was kind of seeing as her life was getting headed in the right direction. At that point, when I was looking on her Facebook uh, a couple of weeks later on April 30th, she had changed her cover photos to Michael and the kids, a real cute picture of Michael and the kids. Um, but so that was April 30th. However, on April 28th, there, her status changed to in a relationship. And then the comment was with myself.
1: Oh, OK. That's pretty powerful.
0: Yeah. So something was obviously going wrong there right to make that especially to make it public um there were i read that there were posts about on may 15th um so just before that um, relationship status change there supposedly was a post about Her being in an abusive relationship, however, that post is no longer there.
1: Okay.
0: I mean, that was, again, back in 2017, so it doesn't surprise me that it's been taken down. Yeah. And she could have been the one to take it down. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But it was at one point there. So she had a post in May about an abusive relationship in June, being in a relationship with myself. Um and then in December she started a new job at Big River Cantina which is back in Dixon so she's getting more local she's in her hometown back in her hometown again and then what was kind of weird is there was a just it was a post it was on December 30th 2017 and it said, in a relationship with, and I'm not going to say this person's name because it, it's insignificant. Um, but it just mentioned this one guy, and then he is nowhere to be seen after that. Okay. So, I don't know if it was just, a, I mean, it was New Year's Eve, so who knows? You know, we all get drinking on New Year's Eve. and Yeah, we do. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and it could have been a joke with one of her friends. I mean, you know, you don't know. But there wasn't any other significance other than, you know, she obviously was not with Michael at that point. Okay. Um, May 27th, 2017. Oh, I guess I got, got in the wrong order. Um. May 27th, Michael, she posted that Michael made a threat that he would find the boys a new mom. Okay. That post is no longer there either. Hmm. So again, who knows what, what happens with those. However, on May thirtieth, so three days later, they attended a Deaf Leopard concert together.
1: I love Deaf Leopard, but okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's how
1: being brought up in a negative story
0: (laughs) um supposedly on the way home michael put pushed Jermaine out of the moving car oh hell no he was arrested but it was dismissed for some reason i cannot find out why it was dismissed that's disgusting um i don't know if it's because she didn't want to prosecute that does not does not sound like it that is the case it must have been some other loophole i don't know she actually after she called the cops and he was arrested she went to his parents house because they were babysitting the kids and initially they refused to give up the kids to her (gasps) oh
1: so they're enabling him and his behaviors
0: uh yes it sounds like it great yep on july 29th So about two months later, um, I guess they were at Jermaine's house and Jermaine told him to leave and Michael took the kids with him.
1: Those four babies are so traumatized. Oh, yeah. I can't even begin to imagine all of the the violence that they've seen in their little young lives.
0: Um. Yeah, because at that point, I think they're like two and four, two and a half and four. I mean, they're little.
1: Yeah, when when trauma to the brain is really, yeah, like that's that, that window.
0: So, um, all right, are you ready to uh, to get real mad on this one? Uh,
1: I, don't I don't know if I can handle it, but yes.
0: Okay. So in the fall of 2017, they go to court to uh, fight for custody. So they go to the Flathead Reservation Tribal Court because they're still living on tribal land. So all this legal stuff is through the tribal land right now. So they go to fight for custody. Michael is given residential custody.
1: BF, does that mean?
0: Well, they can live with him? So their legal address is his address. Jermaine is to have them Monday through Wednesday and every other weekend.
1: Hold on, I get it. I got to write that down for my brain to process that. Monday through Wednesday and every other weekend.
0: So it almost so- it sounds yeah. pretty close to 50-50.
1: Yeah, so I was. I had to watch because I was thinking, okay, so Monday through Wednesday, which means that he on those weeks he just has them on a Thursday, and then she has them almost almost a whole week.
0: Yeah, because if she has Monday, then
1: it would be Thursday. Okay, okay, so she still it looks like she still has him more than what he has them.
0: Yeah, but I guess since he has residential custody. She has to pay him eight hundred dollars a month in child support,
1: oh, hell, no,
0: And you know she's working at that little local bar at that point, and so I'm sure we can all agree that's way too high.
1: um that's anyway. she shouldn't be paying him anyway. He should be paying her for all that abuse that she suffered.
0: Well, and I'm not sure what his job was. I never really looked into that. Um,
1: So you need to tell me that somebody like looked at these two parents and said, oh, you have a you have literally a history and pattern of domestic violence, police reports. You've been arrested and we feel that you're going to be the best place for these children. Over their mom. Like that. I don't under I don't under I don't understand that. I don't understand the determination that happens there.
0: Yeah, and I don't understand the, the child support. I don't either.
1: That's that's a lot of crazy. And again, they had
0: they had him almost fifty fifty. So it's not like he would be paying more bills than
1: her. Right. Or yeah, exactly. Or he's having to to because, yeah, you know, most well in Texas, you know, Whenever you split, what does it usually come out to be? I don't even know. But, primar- it Is it like, but primarily one parent has them more to where the other one's paying that parent because they they have them more and they have more expenses.
0: Yeah, and it depends on income too.
1: Right. Because Texas caps you out. I wonder if other states do that, though. I, there are some states that have some really weird Laws and and things pertaining to like marital assets being split and children in custody.
0: Yeah, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure she got screwed in all of that.
1: Uh, Yeah, big time.
0: So a few weeks later, after that decision, uh, Jermaine had bruises on her face and arm. And she initially told her family that she had tripped and fallen. I guess she said she was trying to get one of her kiddos out of the bathtub and she fell. And that's why she, you know, she fell like over the bathtub and that's why she had the bruises. And she later admitted to her mom that it was Michael who had actually given her the bruises.
1: I'm surprised at this point that her daddy has not gone to have a man-to-man talk with him.
0: Uh, Her dad wasn't really in the picture. Okay. Okay. So he was a little bit. It's kind of complicated with
1: all. Of yeah, that, I gotcha. But
0: I'm not sure he really knew that that all was going on. Um. In late 2017, Jermaine uh, did have a suicide attempt.
1: She oh, told a friend.
0: Yeah, she told a friend, the kid's dad has a problem, and it's been her words were, the kid's dad has a problem, and it has been hurting me. Oh, that it breaks my heart. So I think at this point, she's just kind of at a loss of what to do. She can't even get fair custody of her kids.
1: And he, still- Yeah, and even when they're not together, he's still abusing her. She's still, he's still victimizing her, and they're not even, they're, they're divorced. They're not even, I mean, they're like, you know, they're not even together anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they had never been married. They never got officially married. Split up. Yeah. But yeah, they I split just,
1: up. Still, and he still is able to do that to her.
0: Yeah. So... Um, So we're going to get into, we're going to move into kind of the night of the disappearance or the time about to where she starts to disappear. Right before she, well, right before she goes missing, probably about a month before Jermaine actually started a new relationship with a man named Jacob Love. Apparently he was, you know, just a nice guy, very quiet, kind of shy kind of the opposite of Jermaine. Jermaine was very social, got along with everyone, would go out and just kind of talk to whoever was there. Um, and Jacob was, you know, kind of the opposite. Would so just kind of stand back and let her do her thing. Um, so, and her family, you know, seemed like he was, they felt like he was good for her, you know, just very calm obviously opposite of what Michael was yeah. and they seemed to really like each other and you know she really liked him it had only been a month but they really did just kind of fit together so she posted on June 9th in 2018 that she was in a relationship but she didn't say with who um, but it's fairly certain that it was with Jacob she was actually keeping her relationship with Jacob, a secret from Michael because she was afraid he would be jealous. Well, I hope he wasn't on her Facebook page. Um. Well, that goes along with um, June 14th. Jermaine and Michael attended a monster truck rally together. And I'm not sure if like something like that, if their kids were there, if that, that sounds like something you would like to take your kids to.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: <laughs> but it doesn't say if the kids were there. I don't know. Um, so this month, but then the way the night ended, it doesn't sound like they were. I don't know the circumstances as to why they were still hanging out together. Um, so you go know to this monster truck rally. He drops Jermaine off at the Orange Street food farm, which is... About where Jacob lives. He lives just off of that street. And he actually looks out his window and sees her running to his apartment. And when she got there, she said that Michael was yelling and yelling at her and asking about if she had a boyfriend. And that's when she said she was trying to keep that a secret from him because obviously he had a crazy reaction. Mm-hmm. And this information actually helped to get a search warrant in July of 2018, which is about a month after Jermaine, when missing, helped get a search warrant at Michael's place. So on June 15th, Jermaine goes out with Michael. Uh, Jacob goes out of town. She goes out with Michael. She is texting Jacob throughout the night. The last text that Jacob receives from her is at 11.52 p.m. So throughout that night, which I have to say, kudos to you, Jacob, for not being jealous. Well,
1: you know, whenever you said that, so that would mean that she was out with Michael June 14th. And then again, like that's two days in a row, two nights in a row. Yeah. So that tells me or that makes me think then there must have been some kind of possible reconciliation talks or hopes for reconciliation or something at that. I mean, because why I wouldn't I never went out with my ex-husband after he was like my ex. I sure didn't go out with him two nights in a row. Like that would have had to have been something significant happening to cause us need to be together like that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the only thing I can think of is if she was trying to like get in his good graces. Yeah. I don't know. I and know, like for know. the custody yeah. thing or or you know or
1: or could you know actually like increase his anger if he's thinking that like she's hanging out with me because she wants to be back with me or she wants, you know, something from me and then like he finds out that but, like she really doesn't. Seems like he would get even more angry.
0: Yeah. Boys, Andy bees, remember. <laughs> sorry.
1: No, that's, yeah, sorry. that's the first time you've had a say, and We've been doing this for 45 I, minutes. That's awesome.
0: Right. Hey, we're doing
1: good. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So I don't, I, the, the going out thing, I don't, I don't understand either. Um, yeah. But they actually go to three bars that night: the Dark Horse, the Golden Rose, and the Badlander. The Badlander is kind of like her regular hangout, I guess. One of her friends, uh, Nick, is the bouncer there, so that's where they that's where they ended the night and where um, they spent the most time. Germaine, um, like all night, you know, their police obviously were asking if she was acting weird or you know unlike herself and everyone said no she was just having a good time she was playing pool i guess she loved to play pool she was a good pool player um she was the the golden rose and the badlander i looked they're like in the same building so i guess they share an alley so she was just like hopping from group to group Mm -hmm. in the alley being social but they did mention that she was more interested in her phone than Michael towards the end of the night at the Badlander, which I'm thinking is that might have been towards that closer to midnight where she was talking to Jacob. Like, that's the only thing that, that feels right to me.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd be more interested in my phone, too, if I'm texting with the guy that I'm like actually interested in or in a relationship with and you know so I could see where that though I mean like if you're Michael and you're thinking that you know she's been out with me the last two nights but then she's paying more attention to her phone I could see where that would really cause a lot of jealousy problems.
0: Yeah Um, so that was my only thought on that and that doesn't I don't know. That doesn't really surprise me because um, it's reported that they went, I guess they left around midnight. So, again, that kind of puts it at the same time that she would be uh, texting Jacob. Right. She was last seen between 12 and 1 a.m. between Russell and Orange Street. And I actually, um, I will on our Facebook page put i have maps to put up so y'all can see that because i'm sure anyone that has never been to um missoula montana doesn't know where these places are right Uh, so and so that was where they were last seen um michael actually when when this happens um gave two stories
1: Oh, of course he did.
0: The the first is that they were last seen between Russell and Orange Street, which is where the Badlander was. Then Michael gives another location as to where he dropped her off or where they were last seen. Um, But the time period is between like 12 and 1 a.m. Okay. Was the last time she was seen on June 16th.
1: Now, that was just seen by him, though, where like other people actually witnessed her.
0: They were... On camera, leaving the Badlander. Okay. But after that, it's just him. Okay. Who was the last one to see her. I guess they left together. And that was it. Um, so, on, so she goes missing on the 16th, and I the 16th. Her family didn't hear from her. And so they report her missing on the 17th to the tribal police and then to the Missoula police um, on the 18th. The actual report wasn't filed until the 20th with the Missoula police, which, as we've seen in other episodes with adults going missing, it usually takes a few days for the actual report mm-hmm. to come out. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's actually sad because I was reading something, um, an article about Native American women going missing, and one woman said that she made it a statement to say, if I ever go missing, it's not by choice. I would never just up and leave my family. Because, you know, that's Uh always the first thing they say. Yeah. Yeah. Like she was making it public. I did not leave my family. So you'd better look at someone taking me.
1: I feel that's most women, though. I mean, like it, especially mothers, we're not just going to up and disappear to never be heard from again by choice and leave our children, um, you know, wondering about us, worrying about us. So, especially whenever you have somebody violent that is in your life that you've had to call the police regarding. That just seems like a no brainer that you need to, you know, speed that missing person report up because there is somebody there with like the motive and the history of doing that. Yeah,
0: I don't know too many Young mothers who would just up and leave,
1: Mm-mm.
0: especially when their social media is basically their children.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: So she leaves with Michael. There's video of them talking to people in the alley. They leave. He initially tells her family that he dropped her off at the Orange Street food farm. And he's so that alive. same area.
1: -hmm. He's gonna be a liar.
0: (laughs) Then he told the police that he dropped her off at another location that I think it was about eight or ten blocks away. Mm -hmm. Which, Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe the Orange Street location would make sense if she had like a key to. Jacob's apartment, you know, like if she were gonna stay there
1: because Missula. No, it... no, that's see to me a whole different way. To me, I'm thinking he was saying that to try to throw um the attention to Jacob and away from him because if he already suspected that she had a boyfriend there from whenever he saw her running to that apartment, he's like, Oh, well, if I tell police that I dropped her off there, and they know that's where her current boyfriend lives then it'll like put the focus on him and he'll take the fall for this.
0: Well, Jacob Jacob
1: was out of town. It don't matter. It don't matter. Michael ain't smart enough to realize all that stuff. Oh, (laughs) that's my, that's my theory.
0: Okay. (laughs) I was just thinking maybe, maybe she had asked to be dropped off there because Missoula and Dixon are about 45 minutes apart when I mapped it. So maybe she had asked to be dropped off there. But then he actually dropped her off. Supposedly at 5th and Prince Street. That's what he told police. And, and when I'm I there for her to get dropped off to. Uh, there wasn't anything. I have maps again. I have maps yeah, on social media. Exactly. Like, yeah, no, that
1: doesn't make any sense. Someone just says, hey, drop me off here. Like. There's a, I'm, I don't live here. There's not a house here for me and a park. There's nothing for me to go to, but you can drop me off here. No. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't know. And when anyone, whenever anyone changes their story.
1: Oh yeah, they're guilty. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: well, actually the police, their first inclination was sex trafficking because it's so prevalent up there. That's what they were afraid of is that Maybe he did drop her off where he said he did. Um, So this group called Lifeguard is a lifeguard group that specializes in human trafficking. They were actually the ones that did the most work on Jermaine's case initially because they felt like it could be a human trafficking case. Um, But as I kept, (laughs) I just kept like looking at it and I don't know. Don't see it. The only thing that ever really made sense that it might be a sex trafficking case is that the group did say um, it was reported that there was a party on the reservation, and two girls that were there overheard two guys talking in Spanish, and I guess one of the girls spoke Spanish. Um, they were talking in Spanish about getting a girl for trafficking. And then, obviously, they left that party. And oh that was right God. around. That's scary. Yeah, that was right around the, t- the time that Jermaine went missing.
1: Okay. So,
0: so that's kind of where they were headed with the human trafficking thing. It's like, okay, we know we have people in the area looking for someone. Um, and if you see pictures, Jermaine, I mean, she's very pretty young lady um she was 23 when she went missing and um you know i could definitely see how she would be a target of of trafficking unfortunately and then obviously anyone up in that area would know that it would take a lot longer for law enforcement to get involved in a case involving a native american woman than a white woman yeah so so i don't know i i that's not where my my thoughts are not towards the human trafficking
1: yeah mine aren't either um but i
0: haven't go ahead i'll just say i haven't presented all the facts yet
1: oh okay well you present the rest and we'll see if it changes my theory
0: okay it's not going to um so So Jermaine's reported missing. The police are on her case. Um, There was... It was given to one detective and he was on it for a day, went on vacation. He basically did nothing. He was useless. Um, And then the second detective that it was given to, uh, he actually was doing a good job. He's been on the case since. It's never closed for him. And... So the police are looking into this. They pinged her phone. And it pinged on, like, there was, like, it stopped. Like, all communication from her stopped. No phone activity, no bank activity, nothing like that. But then on June 27th, it pinged about three and a half miles north northwest from Michael's house between 2 and 10 a.m. The funny thing is his his phone did too. Wait, wait, wait.
1: His his phone pinged in the same place that hers pinged.
0: Yeah, and it's a very rural area, so yeah. one cell tower covers a lot of area. So it's hard to like exactly pinpoint, but they did pinpoint in a similar location.
1: Because he had her phone and he was going through it and probably trying to f- turn it off or see if anyone had like, I, I don't know, like he like the only reason you're going to turn a phone back on is to either look for something specific information wise that's on there or to try to like destroy it or, you know, whatever, get rid of it. Well,
0: and mm. it's fun funny you mentioned that. So the phone pinged and that gave police enough to get a search warrant. And they also looked at other records from from her phone. And they go into Mike's, you know, into Mike's house and they look around and they didn't find anything. But Mike admitted that he had had her phone but destroyed it and then disposed of it, discovered of it.
1: So why did he have the phone?
0: I don't know. And then and why would you get rid of it?
1: Then why did you get rid of it and destroy it? Is that not evidence tampering of some sort?
0: Well, I don't think they had any, like, they don't have enough to charge him. So it's not technically evidence yet.
1: Mm, I would find something. <laughs> <laughs> I would Plant something. I would plant something. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I would be a law abiding officer it's fine i don't think i would be i don't know i don't think that i would be either if i just wanted it for the record in case you know one day i wake up and say oh
0: i want to be a cop
1: and they're like no because on this podcast you said you play in evidence
0: <laughs> just on the bad people um i could never be a cop
1: yeah there's absolutely no reason for him to have had her phone Unless he did something to her and he kept her phone for whatever reason.
0: Yeah. And Mm. why wouldn't it just like if she left her phone in your car or whatever, why wouldn't you give it back to her family or if she went missing, give it over to the cops?
1: A hundred percent. You would give it over to the cops. She would say, Hey, like, and if he like, you know, allegedly dropped her off at that other location, like I dropped her off. She left her phone. Here it is, maybe like someone tried to call it or she's tried to call it or, you know, whatever, like looking for it. Like you would do, the only reason you would act as if you had to get rid of it is if you already know that she's no longer with us because you did something. So there you're going to take steps because you already know what happened to her. If you don't know what happened to her, you would be doing the things to try to help find her, which is turning over her phone. Which means that something is incriminating on that on that phone.
0: Allegedly.
1: Mm, yeah, okay. Allegedly.
0: Allegedly. We have no definite proof. Allegedly. No definite
1: proof. Other than he destroyed it.
0: Other than he did admit that he destroyed it. So on August second, they had well, they had, had two more search warrants that didn't bring up anything. On August 2nd, there was a fourth search warrant. And they had looked at Mike's Google location and believed that they had reason to believe that a homicide had been committed on his property. And before they had worded it as unlawful restraint. So -hmm. maybe like he had kidnapped her or something. Um, but this time they asked for, they used homicide and they asked for a 10 day surveillance with infrared photos and drones. Oh, but I don't know if that ever happened because there was never any follow up that came out to the public about if anything was ever found. He was never arrested. So I'm assuming nothing was found or if that surveillance even happened.
1: Yeah. So, but I wonder what was their reason for suspecting that something had happened at his residence? Um, I mean, you I, had to find something significant, whether it be like blood or a body part, or I mean, like you, you know, something had to lead you to think that that happened.
0: I think it was something with the the phone and the location of his residence.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: Being in a certain, you know, the radiance of where it was pinged or something. Yeah. Um, but in October of 2018, um, police and an, F- an FBI cadaver dogs found blood on the property. Mm. But the sample was inconclusive as to whether or not it was Germaine's.
1: But was it human blood?
0: You know, they didn't say, so I think it was still inconclusive. Okay. I don't know what that means, but he was, I mean, you know, he lived out in the rural area, so hunting was a big activity out there. So it's not surprising that it was found because he was a hunter.
1: Yeah, that's what made me think that, like, whenever you said, you know, he had some land, I was thinking, okay, well, at that point, I guess blood, I mean, blood could be from animals.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing. Going back to all of his domestic violence arrests, he's not allowed to own firearms.
1: That's right.
0: So now, again, you know, you can only police people so much. Rural area, you know, hunting might be a way that people get food. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But Mr. DeFrance was charged in July of 2021 with having firearms when he is a prohibited person. And that's actually Mm. a federal charge. Mm.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So, and it was the detective that is working on Jermaine's case that arrested him. Okay. So, and there's not... He was released under, they said, under strict conditions. I don't know what that means. Um, It's, you know, he can only go... I think they say you know, he can only go in a certain area he obviously if he's found with firearms again something happens he's like, in jail you know whatever. Yeah. But, um and he was supposed to have his day in court and then that got pushed back and there's still not a day set yet what um, but i believe from what it sounds like I believe they have possibly something related with this weapons charge that could possibly have something to do with Germaine missing. Hmm. Like, like they're trying to get him on something.
1: Yeah, so they can keep him or hold him? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because the detective was interviewed as far as, like, how it might relate and stuff like that, and he wouldn't say a whole lot. He just said that the case is um, evolving and there's still a lot of pieces to put in place, but he didn't say, like, oh, no, they're not related at all.
1: Now, is he the one that's still working on it, though, that now? Yes.
0: Yes. He is. He has been working on it since the um, after the one guy went on vacation. Okay. So he's been working on it. Oh gosh, that was 2018. So what for 4 years now about? Yeah. Yeah, so he's been he's been working on that. So That's the latest on that update. I I personally don't think it's a sex trafficking issue.
1: Yeah. I agree with you. I feel there's too much history of someone who was already violent towards her that would have no problems continuing that. And since his violence seemed to escalate, the next natural escalation just seems to be something that would cause her to be missing.
0: Yeah. It's just something, something doesn't sit right. Although, you know, I was sitting here thinking, um, the guy that we were talking about the group that focuses on trafficking, how they started with Jermaine's case and he went into her house, you know, and he said, it was weird. It's always weird going in there because you see like glasses in the sink or, you know, whatever. And people don't know that's the last time they'll be in their house. Like, yeah. No, you think you're going to come home and you're going to wash your dishes or whatever. Right. made a comment that said, you know, she had the water in the tub or the tub filled with water, like for her, for her kids. And I thought, if she's going out for the night, why would she fill up the bathtub?
1: Exactly.
0: And that just like, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. That stayed with me. Like, did she go home? And then he, like, did he take her home?
1: And then something happened. See, then then something happened? That's why I was saying. Like, if he honestly did not know that she was seeing someone else, he suspected it. And then she was paying all that attention to her phone because she's texting the person that she is seeing. I feel like it, let's just say scenario. He drove her home and he thought that something more intimate was going to happen because they've been out two nights in a row now. And he's making that attempt and he's being rejected or shot down. I mean, that could enrage him. Or then she throws out that like, like, no, like I have a boyfriend, whatever, like that could enrage him. Like there's so many different scenarios that I think could play out, but I think it also could go back to if you're spending that much time with someone that you're no longer with because of how abusive he is. In his mind, he's thinking it's for other reasons, regardless if it's innocent on your part. Like, he's thinking it's for other reasons, is how I see it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, or you, yeah, she said, take me home or whatever. And
1: And he was like, take me home, like, different, different meaning.
0: Yeah, because that night that she kicked him out and he took the boys with him. It said that he had been over and he was getting a little too handsy with her so they were See? broken up at that point and then so he got mad and took the boys
1: absolutely he did I just wondering, it,
0: the bathtub comment like they were just so like you know the bathtub was full well why would she fill the bathtub up and then go out
1: but well, exactly mm-hmm. what I'm saying you wouldn't you you wouldn't. You wouldn't have the bathtub filled up for, there's not, I can't think of any reason you would fill it up and then leave it. Now, like, if your bathtub was dirty and you wanted to put some cleaner in there, like you put like some pine sol or some lysol, and then you were letting like some cleaner kind of sit or soak if you, I don't know, if some of something, but like well, you said it, full of water, doesn't mean. Yeah. Sense?
0: He said it was just full of water, like they were going to take a bath.
1: Yeah. Maybe she was going to try to take a bath and he thought that was an invitation.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just. I don't know. The bathtub thing. That's what bothers me about this the most, is the bathtub yeah, that,
1: thing. Yeah, that like, why,
0: why are we not thinking more about that?
1: Yeah, I agree with you.
0: So, I don't know. Hopefully. They're getting closer to to finding, hopefully, to finding Jermaine.
1: Um, I hope so for her, for her, and for her babies. That
0: yeah,
1: hurts that hurts my heart. That hurts. It that is hurts without her.
0: It's a yeah. It's any time you you have have a parent taken from their children, especially when they're so young and they're still at that age where they just. They don't really understand.
1: Yeah, and then what bothers me right? also is I'm thinking that means that her kids are with him.
0: Well, he's in, I don't think, I think uh, one of the sets of grandparents has custody.
1: That's interesting. I mean, why? why would they give the grandparents custody?
0: Well, it might be her side of the family. I think it's her, no, I think maybe it's her aunt. But see, that just
1: is crazy to me because I'm thinking, like, whenever she went to get custody of her kids, they, like, you know what I mean? But, like, now, like, she's not there, and so now they give the custody to somebody else?
0: Well, he was, I think, well, I mean, they were doing search warrants on his property and stuff. So he probably would have been a person of interest.
1: And so for their, sa- well, hopefully for their safety as well, they were. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hmm. So, um, but anyone who, I, I do have to give credit. Um, I was listening to it. The podcast that I was listening to is called Stolen the Search for Jermaine. It's eight episodes. And then she did have the update. And she, I, I didn't listen to all of the episodes just because I had already done some of the research, but she really makes clear their relationship. Like, she mm-hmm. really gives you an insight because she actually goes to Dixon um, and talks to the family and mm. give, gives an idea of, of who Jermaine is and, you know, just the type of person she is and stuff like that. So that is if someone is interested more in the case I definitely recommend that podcast
1: yeah that sounds really good
0: so but again hopefully this will come to a conclusion for everybody um some closure and hopefully bring light to this situation we have going on um over Well, in all areas of the country, especially on Native American land, with Native American women being the target of so many, so many crimes. Yeah. And unsolved crimes, especially.
1: Yeah. And just raise awareness, keep raising awareness. Like, I feel these cases do that whenever um, you find them and present them. It's raising awareness for the lack of attention. That's being given to specific minority groups.
0: Well, that's the goal, Kristen. Uh, To to hopefully educate some people and not just. Yeah. You know, but um, speaking of giving attention, my children keep poking their heads in. You go see those babies. (laughs) All All the loving. You know the the um, the whole mommy the whole mommy thing in the in the title of our podcast is Explain definitely the there tonight. Yeah, all the mommies listening, you guys understand. They've actually done pretty good. They've done great. You only only seen, one time. You know, one time. One time, I only had to say andy b's. Now I did have to to you know shoo them out a few times with the look. I did have to give them the look a few times. (laughs) The look. (laughs) But I didn't have to say anything. So I call that a win. It is a win. It is a big win. Yeah. So, well, thank you for joining us, everybody. As always, Kristen, it was a pleasure getting your thoughts on these cases.
1: My alleged thoughts.
0: Our alleged thoughts. Everything (laughs) is alleged. We definitely are not professional detectives
1: no a professional be... something but it's not that <laughs>
0: definitely definitely, <laughs> we are nowhere near professional <laughs> detective we just have our own mostly biased thoughts biased. Um, so anyway I hope y'all enjoyed listening to this thank you so much Kristen thank and, you oh before I forget what state are we going to next time
1: let's go to Cali
0: you know what? That's perfect because I already know of a case that I want to do there.
1: Well, it's funny because I you, I feel the last few have kind of proven to be a little tougher with finding some good things to talk about. But I figure California got it in the bag.
0: Oh, yeah. There's all sorts of things out there in Cali. Maybe we'll do a all
1: sorts things. of things.
0: Yeah. All right. So we will uh, head out to Cali ne- next time and uh, maybe we'll pick a, a lighter topic. Maybe, or maybe not. Probably not. Probably Um, not. But we'll see. All right, everybody, have have a good week. Have a great week. We will talk to you next time. Bye.